This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays Podcast. Chris Morris, The Usual Suspects, featuring Don Fierro. And uh, boy, do we have a lot to get into this week. Free agency frenzy, madness like we've probably never seen before. Uh, talking about Sunday and one of the wildest, you know, six-hour periods that I can ever remember in any free agency for sports. Um, absolutely ballistic. Uh, what were your thoughts, Tom? Uh, I think everybody knows, should know my thoughts on uh, what happened with the Knicks. Uh, but <laughs> It's been crazy. A lot of teams have gotten better. Uh, the Western Conference is loaded, as always. You know, just got a little bit better with the Trailblazers. Yeah. And uh, the East, I mean, kudos to your team. I think you guys are favorites now to win the East. I think we did a good job. I mean, we'll yeah. yeah. talk a lot about the Sixers later, but um, I can't, you know, I'm not I'm not too upset with it. But you guys did a good job. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. If this time next year we're talking about your team making a trip down uh, Broad Street or wherever the hell they do a program. Yeah, now you got it, Broad Street. So. I mean, hell, I hope so. I'd be, I mean, if Al Horford wants to see that extra $12 million, we better win a title. <laughs> That's what his contract had the incentive. Uh, now, I mean, I think we got a good, as good of a chance as anybody. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting season, and, you know, we still have some dominoes left to uh, – the fall, obviously, with Kawhi, he can completely shift the balance of power, whether, you know, if he chooses to go to the Lakers or, or back to Toronto, and presumably they'd be the East favorites if he went back there. Um, just out of respect, probably, because they won it all this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Sixers, we made out pretty well, man. No complaints, and uh, hopefully I'll be down there for Broad Street for a parade. And uh... Yeah, I mean, it looks like it, I would say, you know, based off of what has happened so far. But so let's dive in to a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the Nets real quick. All right. Because they have completely shifted the New York uh, fan base and all the Net fans coming out of the woodwork. You know? <laughs> and since they were 0 21 or whatever they started, when they were you're starting. not shifting fan bases, are you? What? You're not, you're not hopping on the bandwagon, are you? Oh, uh, no. I'll, we'll still watch like 50 Nick games next year. Um, <laughs> Hope for them to lose every single game. Don't you're, you're a true one. Yeah. So, uh, the Nets surprised that they got Kevin Durant or no? Um, in the end, no, because it really seemed like him and Kyrie were a deal this whole time. Um, you know, some of us didn't want to believe it. Some of us did. Uh, you know, there was that thing over All Star Weekend where they were caught. You know, Kyrie was caught saying, you know, two max slots or whatever, and. Everybody wanted to micromanage that. And then, you know, Katie and Kyrie being, you know, their personalities and how sensitive they are, they all got, you know, worked up about it. Um, but, you know, I mean, they were just blowing smoke and they were, you know, because they didn't want to give away their plan. But that was the plan the whole time. Um, and whether Katie's injury, you know, affected that decision or not, I don't know. I think he was leaving Golden State anyway. Maybe after the injury, there was a, a slight thought, like, maybe I come back here because we have unfinished business. Um and, you know, maybe I'm more revered now here because of the way that, you know, I played on that injury and, you know, I went out and sacrificed my body for these guys and the fans will treat me, treat me there differently than they ever have before, even though I won them two championships. 
But I think in the end, his heart was always, you know, set on going to New York this year, whether it was going to the Knicks or the Nets. I think what they saw, what him and Kyrie saw was, you know, just the infrastructure and, you know, the ability to run a stable organization, which the Knicks have just not proven to do. And I mean, if you're James Dolan, dude, just get out of the way and shut up and stop saying things and stop banning the media and banning fans from coming there. Like, I mean, dude, like just, just leave it up to the basketball people to make your decisions and stop being a shit show. Um, Cause I mean, man, that's what maybe costs you. And like the Nets, I mean, who knows how much, I mean, I guess it, it certainly didn't hurt that they kind of built this team up a little bit over the last couple of years. Um, I mean, not that they were great or anything, but they were kind of a, a fun loving, you know, underdog type of team last year that surprised and made the playoffs and, you know, played some tough games against the Sixers, ultimately lost, you know, pretty easily in the first round. But, you know, I mean, they got a lot of guys there. They got a lot of good young players, um, you know, Dinwiddie, Lavert, uh, Jared Allen, Joe Harris. Um, you know, they really surrounded that team with, you know, with the right kind of character guys, good coach, and it's a good culture. And, you know, if I'm Kyrie and I'm, and I'm, and I'm KD looking at that situation, comparing it to if you really want to go play in New York, I mean, clearly – You'd rather go play for the Nets than the Knicks. I don't. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. So, first off, getting on to the Knicks, I think Kevin Durant was a Nick up until he tore his Achilles. Uh, I think there's no doubt about it. He wanted to come to the Knicks. Much. I mean, when you're comparing the two teams, the Knicks own that city, right? Yeah. Maybe not now. The Knicks own New York City. Uh, you play at the Garden. The Garden is the most famous arena in the world. I would say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I would agree. There's so much more that the Knicks can bring than the Nets. But as soon as he tore his Achilles, it went into the Knicks' minds. Oh, well, he may never be the same player. And look, I understand that argument. He may never be the same player. It is what it is. He's going to sit out next year. You don't want to throw a bunch of money at a guy you're going to get three years out of instead of four. Fine. I understand that. But be prepared to offer something. Meet with the guy. Do something. Yeah. Do some due diligence. I mean, four other teams or three other teams thought enough of Kevin Durant and this injury to offer him a max contract. You know? Yeah. Understand if, like, you say to yourself, look, Golden State has five years they can offer the super max, whatever it was, $220 million or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Uh, and you don't want it, and you say, there's no shot we're going to get him for that. You know? I understand it. I can, I can, con- I can live with that decision, but the decision that they're doing and going out and signing guys, you know, we'll, we'll get into this more later with signing guys who, you know, could be the best bench roster in the league. <laughs> I got uh, a lot of power forwards, man. I'll oh tell you my that. god! <laughs> uh, but to me, you know, Kevin Durant, I think it's smart that he went. Now, whether he can get along with Kyrie, I think is the biggest question mark. Yeah, that's I, I I agree, and you know I was gonna touch on that too. Like, then you know the Nets just gotta hope that you know because K, KD's out next year, that Kyrie just doesn't blow up the whole thing in one year by himself. And obviously KD will be around, you know he'll be working out with the team. I'm sure he'll be sitting on the bench for a lot of games. He'll be up in the press box. He'll be there, you know, getting to know the guys and everything. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. But down the line, I mean, that's definitely something to worry about. And I think that's you know I, I think that's stuff that we heard about. You know, the Nets, it was a package deal. Like, it was either KD and Kyrie or, I guess, just KD, but not just Kyrie because they were wary, you know, of what we saw in Boston about how Kyrie, you know, just basically shat all over his young teammates the whole year and, you know, destroyed the culture that they had there. 
So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. definitely a pretty concern. Um, but I think, I mean, look, there's no guarantees on anything with Kyrie. But I think for the first time, this is kind of the place that Kyrie has chosen to play. You know, he didn't choose to be a part of Cleveland. He was drafted there. And, you know, they sucked his first couple of years. And then he didn't choose to have LeBron come back there. Um, and obviously they were really successful on the court together and, and everything that they did. Um, but it was clearly not his preference because who the hell knows what Kyrie wants. I don't know why you wouldn't like going to the finals every year, but you know, that's, that's up to him. And then, you know, he, he didn't technically choose, I guess, to go to Boston either, either, even though they were on, you know, I guess the short end of his teams to go to, you know, when he wanted to get traded, but I mean, clearly that didn't work out for him either. I mean, all the, all the talent on that team, all the good young talent, Brad Stevens, Danny Ainge, and he didn't like that either. Um, so, I mean, this sounds like, cause it's the first time that he's chosen a situation where he's, where he, you know, where he wants to be. He's going back home. You know, he's from North Jersey. He's playing in Brooklyn. So you would think he's going to be happy. There's no guarantees cause it's Kyrie and he's a freaking weirdo and KD is no, you know, cup of tea either, but you, you would think that with KD, you know, playing back at home, choosing to go there, you would think he'd be happy and he'd be stable. Yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, I've seen it too many times with two different teams that Kyrie kind of just – Yeah, no, I hear you. There's, you know, there's definitely reason to doubt. And I think there's definitely – you know, especially maybe not – like you said, maybe not this coming year, right? Maybe it's different. What happens when KD gets back? Is there going to be a power struggle? Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I mean, you that's know, a valid question, KD too. with one healthy Achilles or not? You know? Yeah. I think KD will be okay. I mean, I know there's definitely a reason to be concerned. Like, it's the most serious injury you could have in sports, or for a basketball player at least. Um, you know, we see the long list of guys that have suffered that injury, and especially in recent years, too, that just never came back to be the same. I mean, we saw Boogie last year. Um, but KD's a different breed. I mean, he's one of the best players of all time. He's, you know, been the second, one of the second best, third best, even at times player in the world over the last five, six years or so. Um, so while he might lose a little bit, I mean, he's going to lose a little bit of, you know, burst and, and jump and explosiveness. I mean, that's just inevitable. That just happens after an Achilles injury. Um, but whether it affects him that much as a guy that's seven foot tall and can shoot over anybody and is a great shooter to begin with, um, and can still be, you know, pretty explosive, maybe not crazy explosive as he was before. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. I, I do. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to worry too much about it. So it doesn't concern you that the Nets just paid two guys over $300 million, both injury prone, as we can see now, and both up there in age in terms of NBA talent. Yeah. And they're, and they're both, you know, not the most stable dudes in the world either. What yeah. Seems. Both kind of volatile personalities. No, I mean, it's there. You definitely have your concerns, but what's your alternative? I mean, you just got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, you know, two guys that have both won championships that have performed on the biggest stage possible. KD, who, when he's right, and when he's healthy is, you know, arguably the best player in the world, certainly in the top three with LeBron and Kawhi, I'd say. Um, I mean, as great, you know, as awful as Kyrie's season was, you know, from a chemistry standpoint last year, his best season on the court. I mean, he was a top 15, arguably top 10 player in the league last year. I mean, he had career numbers. He shot the ball great. So, and I think in, in the Nets offense, you know, when they, they run a lot more pick and roll. I mean, we saw with those guards. I mean, they turned D'Angelo Russell into an all-star last year. I mean, what do you think Kyrie Irving's going to do in that offense? Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. The risk to me is great. I think the risk is 
the reward meets the risk is what I'm trying to say. You know? Yeah. Like, are they going to win NBA championships? I don't think this makes them, even when KD is back, I don't think it makes them a runaway favorite to win the East every year. Uh, it's not like those Heat teams where you have LeBron and Wade. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, I still think there's serious worry about the Sixers, you know. And we'll dive into the Sixers in a few minutes. Uh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> but I do think uh, this definitely makes them, you know, one of the top NBA teams. If not, you know, not next year, definitely, but in the coming years. And I think the biggest haul, you know, the biggest thing they got was the to trade for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. They got yeah, a, they got a first-round pick. I mean, they got three. I think they got three of them. I'm told they have three. I think it might be. I could be right. I think, yeah, I think it could be. Of, I could have sworn it was a, a package of them. I might know, have I been like some kind of protections on it. Yeah, you might be right. It might have got more than one. Well, look, the first round pick is the first round pick. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, it's from it's from the Warriors, right? It is from the Warriors, and the Warriors sent uh, Shabazz Napier and somebody else over to. Oh, the that's right. Too. It was and it was a first round pick that's pushed out like. It's like four or five years down the line, which could be a valuable pick because we don't know what the Warriors are going to oh, pick. Oh, yeah, no. Four or they're, five years. they're in like 2023, 2024. Right, 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 right. And that could be, you know, you could hold on to that pick and maybe the Warriors aren't as good. And, you know, you use the pick as a high pick or, you you know, you do what the Sixers did this year and, you know, trade that pick to get Tobias Harris. Yeah, it gives them it gives them draft capital. That's what it right. gives them. It gives them right. the ability to – you know, take out guys and whatnot. It's, yeah, they're almost taking the. If you look at it, it's almost like taking a book out of what the Celtics, taking a page out of the book that the Celtics have written. You know? Yeah, With, yeah. Now it is. Dennis, Knicks, Knicks have done a move or two like that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so let's get on to the Sixers. Uh, that's enough about the Nets. I can't stand talking. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so I will say, I think the Nets they're going to be good next year, but you know, the, with only on the court, they're probably like a max four or five seed next year. So, well, that's better than a one seed. Yeah. Hopefully the Knicks and R.J. Barrett can uh, <laughs> get an eight seed or something. Oh, God. It'd be electric if the Knicks and Nets play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so let's get on to your Sixers. Yeah. So I think they did a good job. Um, I did not see the Al Horford signing coming. Uh, no. Me, I don't think he's worth that amount of money, but I think he is a good pickup. I think that makes them the best defensive team in the league. Yes. Uh, without a doubt, you know, uh, I think it was big that they let go of JJ Redick. Uh, it's getting old. Yeah, you've been you've been off of JJ. Uh, yeah, I know he's had some big, sh- you know, he's a good shooter and whatnot. Um, as our fellow friend Brad Hampton would argue, you know, shooters can play forever. But yeah, uh, JJ Redick, I think it was a good idea to let him go. Uh, and last year he didn't really produce. Uh, you know. In the playoffs, he had good opportunities mm-hmm. to put up big points, and he didn't really. And I think this is the South, the Sixers. I'm sorry, are now moving to, in my opinion, the shift where it's like the Yankees or the Lakers or the Patriots or whoever, right? Where the season doesn't start until the playoffs. Oh yeah, that's 100 percent true. You hit it right on the head. So, and that's what they got to start thinking of who's gonna who's gonna produce for me in the playoffs. Now, what they want to do with Ben Simmons, I don't know. That's a great idea. I know you did. He's on that big contract just today, just a few yeah, hours ago. Yeah, I would definitely not do that. <laughs> yeah, now it's it's polarizing. I've you know I, I it happened at the perfect time right for me to drive home after work and listen to all the people calling. Ah, he's never going to be able to shoot. What are we doing? Blah blah blah. So I get it. 
Yeah, so to me, I think, you know, I don't know about that. Uh, I think getting Tobias Harris is a big deal. Uh, you know, he he did well for the Sixers last year, and kind of locking him down is exactly what you wanted to do. If you were to give a grade to the Sixers, to me, I'd give them an A. You know, they did what they needed to do. They got rid of who they needed to get rid of. Uh, and, you know, it's going to, you know, I would think they're favorites right now, like I keep saying. Favorites to win the East next year, and I would not be surprised if you saw them, you know, marching down Broad Street. Oh, I love it, Dom. That is music to my ears, man. <laughs> say that again. As much as it pains Championship me Championship in Philly for basketball? Oh, God, the process would be complete. As much as, much as it pains me to say, I would not. I mean, that's my way too early prediction. Yeah. Go on and win the NBA championship. Whew. All right. Well, so. Try not to keep this long. We got other teams. I got stuff. you. I know. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. I've been, you know, I've been talking nonstop about it with my friends and my roommates over the last couple of days, too. Um, so I'm with you, mostly on the JJ thing. Um, I would have taken him back and probably more of a bench role. Um, there's definitely still a place for him in the league. He can still be good. I mean, hell, he averaged career-high 18 points last year. I mean, a lot of that was because he was really the only shooter on the team for a while. We didn't get Tobias Harris until late in the season. Um, you know, he was relied on more heavily early on. So, I mean, those numbers are a tad skewed maybe. But at 35 years old, um, a little bit, I think his defense slipped even more. He was never a good defender to begin with, and I thought last year it got even worse at times. Um, it wasn't a total disaster in the playoffs. I think we had enough good defenders to make up for that, and they were kind of able to hide him. Um, but I'm not, you know, they're definitely going to miss his shooting and that, you know, that dribble handoff play with him and Embiid that was so lethal the last two years. It got so many looks for JJ and so many wide open dunks on rolls for Embiid. Um, they're going to miss that. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, going off of what you said about, you know, how this team should only be thinking about the playoffs now, those dribble handoffs and that stuff. I mean, you saw in the playoffs against Toronto and you saw it against Boston two years ago. When you're playing elite defensive teams at the highest level, you know, in crunch time at the playoffs, you know, that, that shit's not going to work. You're not going to be able to run those little triple handoffs and get J.J. wide open shots. The teams are too smart. They're too athletic. They're too good. So I, I'm fine moving on from J.J. Like I said, I would have taken him back as a bench piece, but it's okay, you know, not having him back. Um, and then getting on to the bigger stuff, Jimmy, I mean, look – Jimmy's going to be Jimmy, man. I mean, we know when we traded for him, you know, he stayed true to it throughout. There were some, you know, ups and downs. And I think, you know, at times, he, you know, had some unpleasantries about his role. Um, he didn't like being the third option. But in the playoffs and, you know, down the stretch, especially as we went, you know, as the season went along, he was the guy in the fourth quarter, man. He was, you know, for three quarters, he would kind of play off ball. He would cut and shoot spot up threes. And then in the fourth quarter, it was his show. It was pick and roll with Jimmy at the top, shot creation, you know, step back threes, get to the basket, create for others. It was Jimmy in the fourth quarter of close games against good teams and in the playoffs, especially against Toronto. Uh, I mean, he was he was our best the Raptors in that series. So I, I can't understate, you know, that loss, um, you know, whatever it is, whether I think they did offer him the five-year max. I know Woj and some other people reported they didn't. There have been conflicting reports that said they did. Um, I, I'm one of the people that believe that they did, um, because I don't see why they wouldn't. And I think he's a fraud and I think he just wanted to go elsewhere. Um, I think, you know, his whole mantra about, uh, all I want to do is win, blah, blah, blah. I'm all about winning. I mean, if you're all about winning, dude, you wouldn't go to the freaking Miami heat. You were going to win 45 games max and go nowhere. 
I mean, yeah, they can sell you all you want on, oh, you live in South Beach and, you know, a lot of our bad contracts come off or two and we'll be able to sign another star. We'll be able to trade for somebody. You know, there's already talk they're trying to get Bradley Beal, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't think they don't have the trade assets to do that. Um, and he just wants to be the man. He wants to go down to South Beach and live in warm weather and jack his 20 shots up a night and not give a shit about winning and be a max, you know, 60 for the rest of his career. Barring they don't get anybody else, which I don't think that they will. Um, so, you know, man, that's fine with you. It's whatever. It's your career. You do what you want. But he really had something going here, I think. I mean, the city really embraced him, especially during that playoff run. Um, I hope it was for years to come because I think, you know, he did the fit the mindset, fit the mold of the city, you know, as a tough, hard-nosed guy, um, a guy that plays with an edge. And the city really, you know, started to embrace him and, I think only good things ahead would have happened. But with that being said, you know, he's gone now. Good riddance, Jimmy. Screw you, whatever. Have a hell of a time in Miami. I hope we kick your ass. Um, but they did recoup, I think, as good as well as they possibly could. Um, I mean, the whole on paper, sort of an awkward fit. But what it does do now is it allows him to be the rest during the regular season. Like we said, just prepare as much and, you know, have your eyes on the playoffs and not really care as much about the regular season. And you can rest and beat now all you want. And you can rest Horford. You know, you can, regardless, you're going to have an all-NBA level center out there for 48 minutes. Um, you know, you, you can stagger the minutes, play them together. I think Horford, even though he's a little older, he's still athletic enough where he can guard, you know, any position he can guard in the perimeter. He can make enough shots. You know, they're still, they're a little short on shooting. I get it. But re-signing Tobias was big. And Tobias is going to have to be have to step into that Jimmy role now he's gonna have to be the closer he's gonna have to be the one with the ball in his hands at the end of the game you know in a close game against a good team making shots and making plays unless Simmons you know wildly gets a jump shot over the summer which I don't see happening um so I mean it's gonna it's a lot's gonna fall into Bias's shoulders now I think he'll be better um I mean he was good for us last year he had some shooting struggles I think part of that was adjusting you know from being a number one all the way to a number four option um, I don't think that was easy for him. I think he'll be much better, you know, having the ball in his hands more now, getting to play make, um, and he's going to be closing some games. And then Josh Richardson, they got to in the sign and trade. Um, I like Josh Richardson, not great, but definitely an upgrade defensively from Reddick, a little downgrade by uh, shooting, um, but still a good shooter. Um, and he'll be able to guard opposing point guards, which is something we struggled a lot with last year too. So defensively, um, I agree with you. I mean, I think we're top five, top three, potentially the best defensive team in basketball. I mean, just go and look at the length at every position. We're gigantic. Um, so if Kawhi does indeed jump ship and heads west, whether it's the Lakers or the Clippers, I think you can pencil in my Sixers as the favorites in the East. Kawhi comes back. I think they're still going to have as good of a chance as anybody. It's going to be different again. You know, they're different every year. You know, we'd like to change teams on the fly all the time. Um, but I still think that they recouped as much as they could, even even with losing Jimmy. Uh, so I still expect this to be in the in the thick of things for the championship race. Yeah, I I definitely think, like I said, I'll say it again: favorites to win the East. Wouldn't be surprised about a parade. Um, so two other teams I want to talk about quickly are the Knicks and the Celtics. I feel like those are two teams that are really worth talking about in the East. Uh, the Knicks. Uh. <laughs> The New York Knicks, man. Poor yeah. Stephen A. Poor you. Oh. So, Stephen A's rants have been 
What's Francesa had to say the last few days? Francesa still thinks the Mets are a second-class citizen. To... <laughs> I mean, you can say that, but, you know, I mean. So, so. <laughs> what they got? Like, I'll compare it to the Yankees, right? For years, you heard, oh, this offseason, we're spending money. This offseason, we're spending money. Going under the luxury tax. We're doing this. We're doing that. Yeah. We're going to get Machado. We're going to get Harper. We're going to one of them. Right, if not both, and they got none. Right <laughs> now, granted, yep. DJ LeMahieu has turned out to be a stud, uh, and whatnot. But you were promised these big guys and got none of that. Right? Yep. Built you built your fan ba- your fan base up, saying we're gonna you know go out and spend money, and they did. To be fair, <laughs> on Bobby Portis and Wayne Ellington, but. The Knicks signing Julius Randle and Bobby Portis and Wayne Ellington and Todd Gibson, who I didn't even think was in the league anymore. I had no <laughs> still in the league, uh, to be honest. Uh, you know, this just – it's just – what are you doing? I understand. Who else? Alfred Payton? Wasn't he in there too? <laughs> Alfred Payton. They signed Reggie Bullock today. Oh, my God. They signed uh, so many guys. Well, they have to spend. You have to spend. You're right. You got to get – yeah. You got to spend a certain spend. amount of money. And I'm sure, you know, within a year, it'll start coming off. Oh, we're preparing to sign, you know, Giannis or whoever in 2021. Because I believe that's when the next big free agent class is. Uh, but God. to me, oh, yeah. you built this whole thing. I'm going to sign Durant. Uh-huh. I'm going to get Kemba. I'm going to get Kawhi. I'm going to get, you know, win championships. Win championships, you're gonna win 20 games, <laughs> and that still doesn't guarantee you a lottery pick. Now, yeah, I know. So, to me, you see, you know, what this owner, this stupid owner, James Dolan. I mean, to me, oh, he's no gonna one, go, man. Yeah, no one wants to. I don't understand it. He can run such a first class organization with the Rangers. Yeah, uh, you know, he does a great job with the Rangers. They're always, I mean, last year was a down year for them if you follow hockey. Yeah. But, but they're always up there as a team in the East to, you know, get to the playoffs, potentially win a cup. I mean, sometimes it's the most exciting around here when the Devils or the Rangers are in, uh, you know, a playoff race. Right. Um, but how do you not do that with the Knicks? I don't get it. No, I'm with you there, too. Like, I, he owns both teams, and one is perfectly run and sound, and the other is an absolute, absolute shit show. I mean, you got you're you're arresting guys, you're kicking out fans, you're doing this, you're doing that. Oh, Who yeah, wants the, to play the, for that? The Charles Oakley thing, what a debacle that was a couple they, years ago. They, yeah, they they just try to do nothing. I mean, <laughs> they literally could have done nothing, and it would have been better than signing Julius. I mean, granted, Julius Randle's a good pickup. I do like him as a player, but yeah, he's good. He's pointless to have in this lineup. I agree. No. Yeah, especially if you're going to sign 18 other power forwards. Yeah, I mean, I just have, <laughs> you have Mitchell Robinson, Robinson, and Noah Vonley. Noah Vonley played well last. They still have Vonley too. Yeah, I believe oh, so. God, he played well for them last. Front court players, yeah. Uh, and Mitchell Robinson was turned out to be a stud as a sec- you know he was a second round pick and he ended up being a stud. Ah, uh, now what is nice about the Knicks, I will say, is the amount of young talent they have. Uh. You know, Dennis Smith Jr. was a, uh, a former first-round pick, right? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Den- uh, Frank Nidokina, first-round uh, Yeah. R.J. Barrett, a first-round pick. Yeah. 
Alonzo Trier probably should have been the first round pick, but dropped a lot because of drug use and different things. Right. Yeah, he's pretty good. He had a good rookie year. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got guys who can play. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this team. Because if your goal is now to tank, I mean, you have to tank. You can't, you can't win. Oh. Unless you're mm-hmm. going to be a playoff team, you got to tank. Uh, but you have to look at this as, all right, you didn't get KD, you didn't get Kyrie, you didn't get Kemba, you're not going to get Kawhi. How are you going to, you know, focus this team on winning? RJ Barrett, to me, I think he'll be a stud. I think he'll, he'll have his growing pains like every rookie, but I think he'll do well. Lonzo Trier showed he can score a basketball. Frank Nilakina, you know, he's good on defense, but the offense still isn't, you know, where it should be. Dennis Smith Jr., I think he's a very good point guard for the Knicks to have, you know, and with giving him a full year with them, I think will be big. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, you know, turns, you know, he shows he can play. And if you can get a lottery pick next year, you know, I don't know who, yeah. you know, we don't know who could be there, but I think if you can get a top five pick next year, that's worth it, you know. Then everything, all this talk about being the laugh of the city, this and that, turns into, hey, you know what? The Knicks got something going here. So, to me, is it the end all right now? Yes. But it could very well change come next time, you know, this time next year. Yeah. You're looking at a Knicks team that is primed to make a playoff run, you know, is primed to win 40 games, 50 games. Oh. So, I mean, we'll see. But right now, they're just a laughing stock, and I don't know what you're doing, uh, James Dolan. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I feel bad. I did. <laughs> this, this shouldn't be happening, man. For a, a franchise is – Famous as the Knicks, that plays in you know the most famous arena in the world, uh, you know that has great fans. I mean, they really do. I mean, they I know, sell you know, every game they sell out. Every I know, I know. Out. Even in the shit years, even in, you know through the the ugly Mellow days, even though I, I guess Mellow was a sight to see, and fans would you know love a guy like Mellow back there right now. Mellow Mellow said today, "I'll sign and play for the Knicks for a year. I take him." Yeah. <laughs> see. See, that just uh, – everything about that is just reeks of desperation. But I, I hear you. I mean, I can't fault you for saying that just because there's nobody else to have and James Dolan clearly can't attract anybody else. Um, but, no, nah, I mean, uh, all these deals, like, yeah, they're, they're short-term deals. So, you know, it's not going to affect – it's not like they're – you know, they went out and signed. You know, they've had some ugly signings in the past. Or what was the one summer that, like, Timofey Moskov got, like, four years, $65 million or something like like that, I think it was three years ago. Yeah, it was right. That's what it was. It was the summer 2016. I think he's still getting paid for that contract. Yeah. Um. Luol Deng, you know, Jan Mahimi, all these, you know, guys that can't play at all that are still getting paid, you know, heavy eight figure salaries for the next couple of years. Um. But it's all, you know, yeah, they're two year deals. A lot of them have, you know, the team options in the second year, so they can cut them loose after this year and enter, you know, the sweepstakes of free agency this year, but. Next year, there really aren't any guys. I mean, unless things go haywire for AD in LA, which I think is unlikely. Um, I think he's probably going to end up staying with LeBron. So he's off the board. Nobody else that appealing next year. Then there's Giannis supposedly in two years, but two years, 2021. Yeah. I mean, that's the next guy. But I mean, with the Bucks kind of as a legitimate East contender now, I mean, we'll see how the next two years go. But coming off a year where they won 60 games and, you know, they were right in the thick of things and almost made the finals. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're going to need things to go to blow up there too. 
which I mean, I guess anything could happen. We never know, but I, mean, I wouldn't bet on Giannis leaving there right now. Um, so I don't know. I mean, James Dolan, man, I, I wouldn't give a shit about Kevin Durant if he had an Achilles injury or not. I would do anything I could to offer him the max and sign him. Clearly, he didn't believe that for whatever reason because he's James Dolan. Um, yeah, got some, they got veteran guys too. I mean, and he'll help in the locker room, and Julius Randle can play. Um, he's not great, but he can, he, he he can at least play. He's not incompetent. Um, Alfred Payton. Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock. I mean, they got a lot of players. I mean, you know, they, they no, those more, guys can play. Uh, those guys yeah, can play. Yeah, they're not but, subs. But and there's, this isn't yeah, the there's team. You didn't sell your fan base on Reggie Bullock. You sold your fan base. No, on yeah. No, you definitely did not. You definitely didn't. You sold your fan Yeah, and then there's – uh, yeah, I mean, and Knox, and you know, he's got to take a big step forward this year too because, yeah. uh, you know, he didn't have a great rookie year. He's going to have to – oh, he had a decent rookie year. I wouldn't say – it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, I think his problem is he's positionless, you know? Yeah. He's not a good enough shooter to play the two or three, but he's not big enough to play a four. I think right. to be a stretch four, and he's just going to have to be a better shooter. Uh, and I think that will come with time. They were, when they drafted him, there were, you know, chances to get better guys. Uh, I think it came with his name that he was going to be a work in progress. The, mm-hmm. the, the Dickie V uh, potential, you know, as they right. like to say, that's yeah. what it, he's got all the potential in the world. It's just a matter if he can do he it. Loves that word potential. Yeah, and I think he can do it. It's just going to take some time, and that's fine, you know. But you have to under, but you have to find the direction for this team, and that's what they're kind of lacking right now. And you'll find out come, you know, December, maybe January, of, you know, next year, that you know it's either tank or hey, we're going to make a run for the playoffs if we're there. It's that's what's going to have to be. Uh, would it surprise me if this team became an eight seed with the way the East is? I don't know. I think there's really. You think I, they can? I mean, who? Who? Other than right. well, let's go. Let's go through it. So you take out. You take. Let's, out, let's take out. Uh, so are we doing? Let's say Kawhi leaves. Let's okay, just, Kawhi. Let's say Kawhi goes to the Clippers. Right. You're okay. taking out. You're taking out. Uh, I still think you're taking out the Raptors. I still think they. Make yeah. It. Uh, you're taking out the Raptors, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Nets. So that's four, right? Uh, then you got um, the Bucks, still. The Bucks, so that's five. The Pacers are still going to be Pacers, pretty good. The, that's the Pacers. You take them out. And who else? So that's six. We said the Nets, right? Um said the Nets. I mean, I don't re- see reluctantly, I have to say the Heat. The Heat? I mean, they're not, they're not going to be good, but I think they'll make the playoffs. Okay, so it's going to be a fight. There's one tape. spot. I guess, yeah, I can see you know, who's Orlando, right? Detroit. Are they not? Are the Knicks good? No, they're not. But I still think I, if there's anything you can see is a team competing for the eight seed. Uh, and like I said, come December, January, you'll find out. You know, yeah. If they're winning games or if they're losing close games, that's fine. But I still think this team – with the guys they have signed, those guys are players, like you said. And I think they could still kind of, you know, make a run. But I would rather them lose. I'd rather them collect as many picks as they can. But, but it would not surprise me if somehow this team ended up as an eight seed, you know, come next April. Or yeah, it could, it could go one of two ways. You um, know, I'm with you. I mean, I agree. I think they should just kind of, you know, reset, reload, and probably end up tanking. And, you know, that's another thing. They, they sign all these guys and, 
a lot of these guys are, you know, they're not great players, but they're decent players. They're all guys that can help out a contending team, a team that wants to win a title. No, absolutely. There's a spot for Tosh Gibson and Gibson as a seventh or eighth man, you know, on a competing team in the West, say Utah or Houston or whatever off the bench. Um, You know, there's a spot for Bobby Portis somewhere on a good team. So, yeah, I mean, you can always end up trading these guys and, you know, getting recouping draft picks at the trade deadline. So, from that standpoint, it's not a bad strategy. So that's what to me, you look, it's just direction. Like I keep saying, it's you have to find out what your direction is and just run with it. Yeah. So going off to the Celtics quickly, I don't want to talk much about them. They signed Canner, signed Kemba. Do you think that makes up for Kyrie and Horford leaving? Oh, yeah, definitely. The Boston Celtics are going to come roaring back. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Kemba, I like Kemba. I don't want to bash him. Um, definitely a better locker room guy than Kyrie. Not as good of a player as Kyrie. Um, it's not a significant drop, but it's it's still a drop. Um, I mean, he's not quite as good defensively. Not that Kyrie's known for his defense, but he's at least a little bit bigger. Um, not quite as good shooter. Maybe not quite as good of a playmaker either. Not quite as. I mean, he's just a little bit worse all around. He's very good. He's an all star. He's an all star level player. He made thirteen All NBA this year. Um, and I guess you know he'll fit in more there with the culture, and he probably won't bash the young guys every other day like Kyrie did. Um, but Horford, I think, is the biggest loss for them. And I cannot believe we actually stole him away from the Celtics after watching Al Horford for the last two years just absolutely terrorized my team and more, you know, more specifically terrorized Joel Embiid. Um, I mean, he guarded Embiid better than anybody. And now, you know, he gets to, he gets to be in the same front court as him. Um, you know, puts a smile on my face knowing that he won't be in Celtic Green anymore because of all the fits that he gave us and, more importantly, he plays for my team now. Um, but he was the defensive backbone of that team, man. I mean, he kind of made everything go. Um, you know, if you needed a bucket, you could throw it down to Al in the post. I mean, he was a re- really reliable mid-range and, you know, top of the key three-point shooter for them. Um, you know, they ran a lot of playmaking through him, too. He's a really good passer. I mean, he just did everything. And he was kind of the one, you know, stable veteran on that team that you could trust and you could rely on. Uh, and he's gone now. I mean, it's I think it's definitely going to affect their defense. I mean, Canner. Yeah, I mean, he kind of had a little bit of a resurgence last year in the playoffs with uh, with Portland. He gave them pretty good minutes after Nurkic got hurt. Um, but he's Dennis Kanter. I mean, he's all right. I mean, he can score down there. He can rebound. He's absolutely atrocious defensively. And, you know, I mean, he's all right. He's serviceable. It's not It's not terrible. At least they have somebody now. Um, but to think that he's going to be a real difference maker, I mean, I don't see it. I mean – Boston, when it comes down to them, is these young guys that, you know, took them all the way to the conference finals two years ago, you know, getting back to that level of play, you know, proving that that wasn't a fluke. Um, Because they all, not that they regressed last year, but they all kind of stagnated. And whether, you know, you want to blame Kyrie or whoever on on that. Um, But Jason Tatum, I mean, everyone was ready to declare him the next Kobe, the next KD, the next Paul Pierce, whatever, after his rookie year. I mean, he didn't really take that jump last year. I mean, he wasn't bad, but every time I watched him it was kind of like, eh, like this guy kind of just looks like a, a good young player, but there's nothing special about him. And I mean, it's a big year for him. Um, he's got to really emerge and it's kind of, I wouldn't call it his team now, but he's going to have a lot more responsibility on his shoulders and on his play with Kyrie gone and Horford gone. Um, so sort of a transition year. I mean, the Celtics will still be good. Um, they'll still win probably, you know, high 40s, maybe 50 if everything breaks right. I don't know. Um, but to think of them as a championship team uh, next year, I don't think there's any chance of that. 
Yeah, I don't think they'll be a championship team. Uh, I think they'll be. I think Canner is better than most people give him credit for. Will he bring back? You know what Al Horford was? No, but he's still an elite rebounder, and he's a pretty good defender. Uh, not so much great of a scorer, but although he did play well uh, in the playoffs, like you said. But I don't think they'll be too off from what they were. I still think, you know, two, three, four seed is definitely attainable for them. Uh, and Campbell Walker, I think, just makes them – I think he's better than Kyrie at this point in his career. Uh, does – you know, he's definitely hasn't been injured. He's an elite scorer, you know, to the point at the point guard position. And he plays well. And I think it's a good pickup for him to go there. Uh, so I still think you can see them, you know, kind of causing, you know, making noise in the playoffs next year, you know, causing, as those Boston people like to say last year, uh, damage. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> they caused a lot of damage internally to themselves last year. Yeah. Good, uh, thing, good thing the Red Sox went over to London and got smacked. Oh, uh, yeah, true. That is good. I always love to see a Boston team lose. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I could even see. Like, I think as we sit here today, it's Sixers, Raptors, Bucks at the top of the East. Clearly, those three teams, um, that could change. If, if Kawhi leaves, then it's just Sixers, Bucks is really, you know, the, the elite teams you look at at the top. Um, then you could you could argue anybody else after that. I would make the argument that if Oladipo comes back, you know, healthy and close to himself, that Indiana's better than Boston because I really like that Brogdon signing they got there. Yeah, um, it Yeah, I think he's going to be really good there. So – I think that's what Boston is. I mean, they're they're good, but they're, there's nothing special about them, and it makes me happy. So, screw them. <laughs> so, let's go on to the West and talk about a few teams. Uh, there's not really much to talk about in the West, but there are three teams I want to highlight, and that's the Warriors, the Mavericks, the Mavs, and the Trailblazers. What are you, uh, what are you so excited about the Mavs for? So, the Mavs. I'm I'm not so excited about them. I'm more, you know, it's more of a team that did a lot, you know, this past, you know, during free agency so far, and that's signing Seth Curry, which I think is a big yeah. I think he's a good move. Uh-huh. And I think he's really made a name for himself, you know, other than Steph's brother, you know. Yeah. No. Oh, so, yes. So it's nice to see him finally getting some recognition and getting a big deal. What, good, four years. Good, good for months. a little bro. Good for a little bro stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And signing Christos Porzingis to. Uh, a five-year extension, which, look, 7-3, didn't want to play for New York, uh, you know, but I just do think there's a place for him there, obviously. You know, he's a scorer. He can shoot the three. Not so much physical, but he, I could see him, you know, still banging bodies down low. Oh. Uh, I still think him coming back from the ACL makes them – a legit playoff, a legit playoff team for a, you know, especially the Warriors being down. The Lakers have five players on their team. <laughs> uh, you know, the Clippers aren't going to be anything really, you know, unless they sign Kawhi. Yeah, you know, to be determined. Uh, you know, the Rockets are still the Rockets, but I think the Mavs have made themselves, you know, a legit in the conversation for a legit title contender next year. You know, really. Yeah, and I know they traded for Kristaps early in the year, but I think locking him up just makes him super happy. And I think uh-huh. that's what, uh, and can't forget you still have Tim Hardaway. You still have Courtney Lee. I think you have Courtney Lee. So I know you still have Tim Hardaway. And then Doncic, who just won Rookie of the Year, you know, it's going to be – I think year two will be even better for him. So yeah. To me, I think that team's gotten a lot better. You know, and they really haven't done much, but 
you know, they've added guys throughout the year that are going to make them a legit t- title contender. Oh man, you're high on the Mavs. I I wish down the Mavs. I wish that was. I wish Tim Hardaway and <laughs> at this point at Tim Hardaway and Kristaps Porzingis and Courtney Lee were still shooting unnecessary shots for Courtney Lee. Yeah. Oh man, we're really going to the bottom of the barrel here. So I yeah, I mean better than <laughs> Reggie Bullock and <laughs> Bobby oh, Bobby yeah. Portis and Julius Randle, but. No, the Mavs will be all right. I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see Luca and Kristaps play together. I'm assuming Kristaps is healthy and ready to go by the start of the season. I hope he is, because we haven't seen him in a year and a half now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're one of. I mean, you can look at the West and just say like every single team can make a legitimate case that they're going to have, you know, that they're going to be a playoff. Team, except for but yeah, now except the for Warriors. yeah, except now for the Warriors are done. And, yeah, it was the Suns and the Grizzlies are probably the two that are going to suck. Um, but everybody else is pretty good. Um, yeah, and the Warriors, I mean, who knows? Like, I mean, that Russell thing is kind of odd. I'm not quite sure how that. Well, I can tell you exactly what I was talking about the Warriors then. Uh, I can tell you exactly how D'Angelo Russell fits in with the Warriors, and that's going to be a Sean Livingston, but better. Uh, yeah, and he can shoot. So it's going to be, you're going to have two point guards on the court at all times, pretty much. And when Steph needs a blow, you got D'Angelo Russell on the point. You know, that's what it's going to be. Until March, I think they're going to struggle. I, you know, I still think they're a playoff team. A lot of the guys I was watching ESPN before, Tim Legler and whoever this guy is for uh, the salaries and stuff, were saying, "Oh, Bobby Marks, that that squid, maybe, yeah." We're yeah saying, he's, oh, he's I don't know. If the Warriors will make the playoffs, but I still see them being a playoff team. Oh, he did say that. No, yeah, you're right. It was him. I saw. I saw that too. Yeah. So I. But it's going to—I mean—come they're going to have to keep it up come March because March is going to be when Clay Thompson comes back. You know, maybe February, but most likely March. Uh, and you know, locking up Clay Thompson, I think, is also huge because I think he really put some pressure on them because I don't think they really wanted him back if they ever had a chance to get KD, uh, and they wouldn't have been able to offer the money if they gotten KD back. But I do think that definitely. You know, signing him is a big pickup because he. I think he would have left it no matter what. Uh, yeah, signed KD. I don't think there was any way they could keep him. Uh, so I mean, they're going to have to compete. Definitely going to be a little harder than it has in past years, but they still got the returning core in Draymond Green. Uh, you know, Clay Thompson when he comes back, Steph. You know, obviously he's a lights out shooter, and you signed Kevon Looney for which I think is a discount. You know, three years, fifteen million. Yeah. I think that's a complete discount for the type of player he is. I think he could have gotten more money somewhere else. Uh, but, it's, you know, it's a good pickup. If you can sign to Marcus Cousins, maybe another one-year deal if he's willing to take it. They actually signed uh, – they literally just signed Willie Cauley-Stein, too. For oh, so, yeah. So they probably, they probably, yeah, I mean, he's a good rotational yeah, center. That's, and that's all – look, the Warriors aren't winning down low. They're winning by shooting. Uh, and as long as you got your guys, and we've argued before that they're a better team without KD, you know, how many times did we argue that this past? Yeah. Time? I mean, I'm still not ready to say they're a better team without KD, but they, they fit more around the style. They're more play, fluid. You know, well, that really, that's, that's predicated on Clay being there too, though. So, well, yeah, and it's going to struggle. It's going to be a struggle until March, but once Clay comes back, he's still going to be a lot, you know, ACL injury is not that big of a deal nowadays. So, uh, yeah, yeah he'll be fine. Yeah, you can see him, you know, he'll still shoot the ball well. I still see them making a playoffs. I still see them being a title contender, too. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them until March. Uh, 
And then the other team I want to talk about was the Trailblazers. So, All right. To me, they got better today or yesterday, whenever it was, when I got Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside, I think, to, to me, is an elite down-low player. Uh, brings a lot of scoring, a lot of rebounding, decent defense. I think to getting him is a big pickup for a team that was, you know, a Western Conference final team last year. And could now that the Warriors, you know, like I said, any, now that the Warriors are down, any team could really, you know, run away with the, you know, has a chance to win this uh, West next year. Yeah, it's wide open for sure. Yeah, so I, I'm still not convinced on the Lakers. I'll, I'll not could never be convinced on the Rockets. No, um, I won't either. <laughs> uh, the Clippers, if the Clippers get Kawhi, I'm a little more convinced on them. Even though, you know, whether they really have other than him, but you saw him go to the Raptors and do the exact same thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, so to me, I think the Trailblazers definitely up there in conversation as a favorite by just signing Hassan Whiteside. You're going to get jerk it back, uh, you know, come next year, next year at some point. I don't you know. Yeah, probably later in the year. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they still got Damian Lillard and what's his name? CJ McCollum. Oh. So I still think this team is an elite team that can make a run. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I like they did. Um, they got Kent Bazemore, too, earlier in the offseason, too. Another, you know, um, they re-signed Rodney Hood. And, yeah, they still yeah, got another big Got to mention Rodney. Yeah, Hood, Rodney really well. back. Yeah, um, they had to trade Mo Harkless, but with uh, with with Bazemore coming in and and Hood being re-signed, that kind of offsets. Um, and I think what's Aminu left too in free agency, but he kind of yeah. he stinks anyway. He didn't really play much. Yeah, he didn't really do them at all. Yeah, they lost Canner, but yeah, they got they got Whiteside, and you know Whiteside's kind of an enigma. I mean, he's had when he's really good, he's really good. When he's bad, he's really bad, and Precious. he kind of has his attitude problems, a la Dwight Howard. But there's no doubt he's a talent, um, and maybe he's reinvigorated more by going going to Portland. Um, you know, he was kind of on dead weight down there in Miami a little bit. I think, um, I think it's the best thing for him possible that he gets out of there right as Jimmy Butler arrives, because Jimmy would have been yanking him out of bed for practice every morning. It was gonna um, been a mess. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it fits in. I mean, he's, I think he's on the last year of his deal. I was looking at his contract because, believe it, I mean that trade had to do with the Sixers and and Butler signing trade. So I was following every piece of that. Um, and he's he's making like a like a twenty five plus figure this year. It's something absurd, but it's the last year, so you know it doesn't hurt Portland at all because they'll still have Nurkic too. Um, and even if Whiteside's just a one year thing, I mean he'll kind of he'll make up for Nurkic's production. Um. So yeah, I like what the Blazers did. Um, I think they got what's his name that there's that young guard that they picked in the first round last year that everyone's like raving about how how great he is. Um, I Anthony Simons, I think his name is. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I've heard. I don't know. I've just been seeing a lot of like tweets about how they think this guy's going to be really something. Um, so that could be you know a six a six man weapon for them off the bench next year too. Um, they did lose Seth Curry, so I guess you know you could be looking at Simons maybe stepping in uh, for his role. But the Blazers, yeah, they'll still be good. Um, they're definitely going to be in the thick of things. Obviously, the, the West is incredibly deep. Um, you could go down the line of twelve teams that legitimately have a case to to win the conference. Um, one team that I wanted to touch on uh, real quick is Utah. Uh, I really like what the Jazz did. Um, I think you know they were a good team the last couple of years, but. You kind of saw what their limitations were when they were getting the playoffs. It was kind of just the Donovan Mitchell show, and, and nobody else could really create their own shot. 
Um, so their offense would really bog down and they kind of got smoked by Houston each of the last two years. Adding Mike Conley, which I think, you know, we talked about because that happened. Yeah, that happened a while ago. Now, but that's a very quality move. Um, yeah, absolutely. Still a good defender. He can shoot too. He's a better shooter than Rubio. Um, better playmaker too. Um, you know, he's been an all-star caliber point guard for, for years now who has playoff experience. That's going to be great. And then Bogdanovich. I mean, they did pay him a lot of money. I think he got like four years, 73, which is a lot for a guy that, you know, has never made an all-star game or anything like that. But nonetheless, it's still a good player. Um, really developed last year when Oladipo got hurt for Indiana. Um, he played player down the stretch of the season after Oladipo got hurt. Um, and I think that's that's a great signing for Utah. Now you got guys, you know, as opposed to just Mitchell being able to create his own shot in the playoffs. Now you got Mitchell. Conley and Bogdanovich, who can all create, who can all shoot, um, who can all defend. I think that was the, all those moves were great. Um, and they still got Joe Ingles, who can shoot, and uh, Gobert, Gobert, man in the middle there, defensive um, player of the year. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's one of the better five man lineups I think in basketball of the year. Um, you guys see, I think they just signed uh, Jeff Green, who I don't love. Yep. You know, he's you know, a good that's fine off the bench. Yeah, he's Roll. fine off the bench. That's Brad's yeah. favorite type of player. So role <laughs> exactly. player. The, long, the long athletic role players. Yeah, Georgetown um, favorite. Yeah, and they got a couple other guys on the bench too. So I think they're going to be improved. Um, they've been a good team. I think they're going to be even better next year and have actually a legitimate chance to win the to win the West now as to where they were kind of phonies the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, to me, this is going to be an exciting year of basketball for both conferences. You know, it's, mm-hmm. no, it's no more the – Warriors show in the West, it's going to be, oh, well, you got the Warriors. I mean, any team really, other than a few, you know, Suns. I would even put the Kings up there. I don't think they'll ever. Yeah. Uh, but I think they'll be, you know, it'll be a fun year to watch in the West, whether Kawhi goes or not. And then I think it'll be a fun year to watch in the East. You know, and the playoffs will be even more fun next year. So, yeah. Um, two more things before we wrap it up. Uh, any interest in the Summer League? Um. You know, for the first time in however many years, I'm really not that interested in it in it. Um, because the Sixers had so many players over the last five or six years. Uh, I was glued to every single Sixers summer league game and even the other games I watched more just because, you know, I had more incentive to. You know, I remember watching Ben Simmons games. I even remember, you know, leaving stuff early, like a party early to go watch Markel Fultz play in summer league. God. Which clearly does not is not a good decision looking back on it. Uh, but even, you know, Okafor and Maryland's Noel and, you know, those guys would even play at Summer League and, you know, I wanted to watch. So this year, you know, I don't really have, uh, I guess I could watch Matisse Seibel, you know, see what he's got. See what he's got. Um, I will be watching Zion and RJ go head to head. What is that? Friday. Friday, yeah. The Knicks, the I definitely Knicks. will make sure to watch that. The Knicks are favorites to win. Uh, I don't know what Summer League is. I guess it's the Vegas Summer League. Yeah, uh, they're ten to one odds favorites to win the summer league, and I'm assuming because most of their starting, you know, yeah, further five guys in the starting line yeah, right. playing. It. <laughs> they have odds on summer league. That blows my mind. Yeah, um, and the one yeah. that they win. So I'll watch that, and I'll probably tune in a little bit. I'll watch the Sixers games, but not with probably the same intent as I had the last couple of years. So yeah, I, I like summer league. Uh, you know, I've liked it more in years past, but I'll still watch. Yeah, to me, I love summer league not because of the Knicks or anything like that, but I do love watching because I we both are 
big time college basketball fans. Right. Uh, and I enjoy watching guys as they make their transition to the NBA. True. True. Get their feet wet. So, uh, to me, I like I was watching Tyler Hero today play for the Heat. Yeah, he was uh, three. You know, yeah, I mean, he looks like he can be a legit scorer next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't. I didn't see that much of you know him being a legit scorer come when he played at Kentucky. You know, I know he had to turn into one later in the year, but uh, you know, to me, it was kind of surprising. It's kind of exciting to watch. You know, it'll be it'll be nice to watch RJ Barrett and Zion go at it. Uh, you know, I'll watch the Nick ones, whether it's on repeat or whatnot. I'll still watch those games. Uh, and seeing Zion play, I think, is going to have to be must-watch. You know, yep. I'm really interested in to see now that all the hype is over. If you know, can he be the real deal? You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. so is he? He's going to go up against guys who are now NBA. You know, there's no more. Oh, I'm going to go for 30 against Wake Forest. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know these are all NBA legit NBA guys, and it's going to be interesting to see how well he does. And I still think he will. Uh, I still think he'll you know obviously I think he's going to be a double double machine this coming year. But I'm interested to see you know how he's going to keep up, and I want to see about his conditioning too, because his conditioning wasn't the best when he left you know because of the injury, you know later in the year at Duke. So it's going to be interesting for me to see if he can you know, run up and down that court for, you know, 40 minutes a game or whatnot. I know they don't play 40 minutes. I don't think they play 40 minutes a game in the summer or 40. Yeah, the games are shorter, I think. But I'm wow. I'm really interested to see if he can, you know, is he, if he's able to run up and down the court for, you know, long periods of time because they're going to need him to, you know, I don't know, with the Pelicans. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm looking forward. I can't wait to watch Zion, even in summer league. Yeah, and I believe all that action starts getting going on – I know some of it started already in Utah and uh, somewhere else. I believe. Yeah, it's like the fake summer league. Yeah, but uh, Vegas, I believe, starts on Friday. So yeah. it will be definitely fun to watch. That is the premier summer league. There's, I don't know if there is any more Orlando summer league. I'm not too sure. No, I don't think there is. I think that's, that's over. But but on that, that like it, on that that like twenty foot gym they used to have down there. Yeah, the practice facility. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think uh, with that. So if you're you know if you're interested in the summer league and seeing these guys kind of grow and get their feet wet, definitely tune in. Uh, and the last question I have for you, Kawhi, where's he going? If you had to guess right, oh now, boy, give me one team. Lakers. I think he's going there. I, I mean, I like I, I and I'm a LeBron fan. Um. But I, I don't really want to see him go there just for the fact that it's going to – I mean, we're finally looking at a league right now where, you know, we could have going into the season legitimately like double-digit teams thinking they have a shot to win the title. And it hasn't been that way in so long, um, you know, with the inevitability of the Warriors. And even before that, you know, LeBron's Heat teams. Um, I, I just really want, you know, a season where we're going into it where we have no idea who's going to play in the finals – um, you can make a case for so many teams. Um, and the Lakers are still going to be really good with or without Kawhi. I mean, even without Kawhi, they still got, you know, it's still LeBron and AD, but still two of the top, you know, what, seven or eight players in the league. Um, Kawhi? No, with, without Kawhi, with, with just LeBron and AD. I, I, uh, I think that team is definitely, uh, well, I, I don't know. It depends. I think they're definitely a playoff team. I don't know if they're, uh, Title contender team, though. Yeah, well, we got to see what the rest of their team looks like. They just signed Jared Dudley, by the way. Uh, <laughs> great, great minimum signing. Uh, um, but I don't, I don't really want to see him go there, just because I don't, I don't want to 
I'm kind of over the super team thing, you know, even though I like LeBron, but I just, I don't want to see it, but my gut tells me that it, it just seems like all the buzz is kind of stirring that way and he's going to end up going there. I think he goes to the Clippers and I think it's solely because he knows he can win without LeBron. And if he goes to the Lakers, he'll be, uh, oh, well, yeah, he can win without LeBron, but he needs another player to, you know, excel his game, whether it's Kyle yeah. or all those Spurs teams. You know, That's the best scenario for me as a Sixer fan because you get him out of the East, he's no longer on Toronto, and he's not on the Lakers who would become, you know, just the inevitable super team with him. So Clippers is the one I'm rooting for. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, so anything else before we wrap up? I think that's it. Sixers 2020 NBA champs. Uh, I, think, I think we're good, though. The way too early prediction. <laughs> uh, both in agreement there. Yeah. So, uh, like always, tune in to Joker Mag. Tune in to Sneaky Plays. Give us a follow on Twitter on both Joker Mag and Sneaky Plays. Uh, you know, enjoy the summer league as it's going to start revving up. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed listening to our breakdown of the teams that we look forward to watching and some of the free agent signs that went with it. Uh, I don't know if we'll be on next week. You know, with the summer coming, you know, it may be a little bit scarce for us. Yeah. But Could be until uh, we get close before you, but before you know, football will be here. That's right. It's not too far away. I believe we're ta- in the talks about breaking down divisions and whatnot. So definitely look forward to that coming soon because training camp is starts at the end of the month. Uh, so, Can't wait. Yeah. I cannot wait for that. Uh, yeah. It's only like three, four weeks away. Packers 2019 Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll make a bold prediction right now if anyone's still listening to this. Eagles-Packers 2019 NFC Championship game. Oh, my God. I don't know where. I would drink myself to – That's what's going to happen. I would cry if that happened because I, <laughs> I know exactly what would happen. Ready? This is what would happen. Heartbreaking loss. Rodgers drives the team down. Yep. Two, two minutes left, a minute 30 left. Yep. Drives the team down, scores, goes ahead. By one or two, uh-huh. whatever it is, you know. Uh, Carson Wentz gets the ball back. And Deshaun burns you. There's people, the Alshon Jeffrey. Deshaun, I think would do it. That's that's what I get the image of. Deshaun, you think? Deshaun. I think Deshaun. No, I think, no. It could be that or Alshon Jeffrey just gets yeah. live for like three plays, 72 yards, kicking yeah. one field goal. And I'm current, and I am just blacking out, man. <laughs> Jay Kelly, fifty-three yard field goal at the horn, send the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Well, if it's in if it's in uh, Lambeau, there's no way a fifty-three yard field goal is being kicked in. Jay. No, probably not. Then we gotta hope. Then we, <laughs> then we gotta hope it's in Philly. But it would definitely be uh, fun if that happened. Uh, but it's by way too early prediction. Yeah. Six months out. Well, I hope you're wrong. Well, I hope you're right, <laughs> but I hope you're wrong about the outcome. I hope I'm wrong about the outcome, too. Uh, but anyways, enjoy your 4th of July. Enjoy your weekend. I know Morris will be in LBI, you know, not inviting anybody. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we had to throw that out there. Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at play sneaky.